to the City View Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy today's message. Have you and a friend, have you ever sat there and looked at a picture and, and the two of you, you're looking at the same picture, but in that picture, there's multiple different things to be seen. And maybe depending on how you look at it, there's, there's really multiple pictures to be seen within one picture. And, and so you see one thing and they see something completely different and you can't really see it the way they see it and they can't see it the way you see it. And so you both maybe are arguing on, no, this is what's in the picture, but in reality, both are there. Both can be seen and both are real. I want you to look at this picture right now that's about to come up on your screen. Look at this picture and take a minute and see what you see. What is it that pops out at you first in this picture? Look at it for a little bit. Is what pops out at you first the words no? Is no the first thing you see? Is no the first thing that pops out? Is no, is, is that what's screaming at you? Or is it yes? Is yes just, that, that's what is there. That's what is, that's what is, it's just, your screen is covered with yes. That's how you live. That's how you move. You just, that's what you, you just are like, yes is everything to me. And what is it that you see? You see in this picture, both are there. But depending upon how you look at it and depending upon who you are, something different pops out, to, pops out at you. Last week, we looked at Elijah. And we looked at the idea of stepping back as we're all in this, this different time in, in all of our lives and how we need to step back so that we can see the bigger picture of life. So that we can see the bigger picture about what's going on and, and what's happening. This week, we're going to look at, okay, now that I've stepped back, and what is it that I'm going to step forward into? What is it that I feel called to do? What are we being called to maybe do or stop doing or change? What is the picture that we see that God is painting before us? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much, Lord, for today. I thank you, God, that you desire to speak to us this, this, in this time during these, these interesting things that are happening before us. And Lord, I ask God that you would meet each and every one of us where we are today, no matter what's going on. Lord, I ask that you'd speak to your people at churches all over the valley, Lord, today. God, I ask that you'd speak through Bryson over at Relentless and Gary over at Apollo. And Lord, I ask that you'd speak through Brian over at Hillside and Nick over at Northern Hills, God. And Lord, I ask God that you'd speak to us at City View Church. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, welcome. My name is Jeremiah. I'm the pastor at City View Church, and I'm so glad you decided to join us today. And I really believe that God has something for you. I really believe that God wants to speak to you through his word today. You know, I hope you were able to take some time, if you were able to watch last week's service. I hope you're able to take some time and, and really start to think, okay, God, what is it you want to show me? If you haven't watched last week's service, why don't you pause right now and go and watch it. Go and watch it. Watch it on YouTube or listen to it. Um, listen to the podcast, but take some time and, and listen to last week's service so that this week's service, you're ready to, to see what it is that God has for you. But were you able to take some time and, and maybe just get still and process a little bit. Were you able to do that? I'm, I'm still doing that. I, I, to be honest, like that, that's what I'm doing. I'm like, okay, God, what is it that you want to do? What is it you're trying to teach me in this? 
Maybe you're still thinking. Maybe you still haven't had time to, to sit quiet enough. And that, that's okay. But maybe God has spoken something to you. Maybe he's starting to reveal something to you. And that's great. That's great. Don't rush it. Don't rush what God is trying to teach you. Don't rush trying to learn anything. Learning takes time. Hearing God takes time. We want to grow in this. Today we're going to look back at Elijah again. We're going to go back to 1 Kings chapter 19. And we're going to look and see what happens after his step back. So if you would turn with me to 1 Kings chapter 19, picking it up in verse 15, we're going to look at Elijah. So Elijah, if, if you recall, if you watched or listened last week, and if you haven't, I'm going to summarize for you. Right before all this happens, Elijah has one of the most amazing moments in his life. God meets him in a powerful way and he, see God, he sees God move. And then right after God moves, Elijah is threatened by a lady named Jezebel and she says, I'm going to kill you. And so Elijah runs. He runs for his life. He runs in fear and he's scared. He's scared of what might happen. And then he's found in a cave and God meets him in that cave. And here's what happens after that cave. It says, verse 15, Then the Lord told him, told Elijah, Go back the same way you came and travel the wilderness of Damascus where you arrive. When you arrive there, anoint Haziel, the king of, Ar of Aram. And then anoint Jehu, grandson of Nimshi, to be king of Israel and anoint Elisha, son of Shabbat that he might replace you as prophet. Anyone who escapes from Haziel will be killed by Jehu. Anyone who escapes from Jehu will be killed by Elisha. Yet I will preserve 7,000 others in Israel who have never bowed down to Baal or kissed him. So here, Elijah has an option. And, and what we're going to do today is we look at today's passage and in today's message, we're going to see three different options, three different ways of really looking at this picture, of determining what's next for our life. We always have options with our life. We can choose to listen and do or listen and don't. We have that choice. You can either hear and say, all right, I'm going to, go, I'm going to do it. I'm going to change. I'm going to live different. Or we can say, no, nah, that's good. Good for you, but I'm going to do my own thing. Last week we looked at Elijah and how he got into this cave. It's amazing at how he got there. He was, he was so distracted and so discouraged and lost all focus. And he ends up in this cave because Jezebel said, I'm going to kill you. So he runs in fear. This is how he ended up in the cave. And then God met him and spoke to him. He spoke to him in that, in that cave. God says, Elijah, what are you doing here? And that was the big question we asked and we looked at last week. What are we doing here? What, what are we going to do in this time? You know, time has changed. It's really different for all of us. And what are we going to do with it? What are we going to do with it? Are we going to make the most of it? Or are we just waiting for it to be done and go back to normal? Are you going to waste the pause or are you going to let it change you? you know, it's, it's something. So something to really think about. So this is how he ended up in the cave. He was scared. And then God met him and spoke to him in that moment of fear and isolation. And God said, Elijah, go back. Go back the same way you came. Go back the same journey, the same walk, the same path that you took that got you here. I want you to go back. 
When he first walked this path, he walked with fear, depression, and defeat. And God says, now I want you to go back. And now he's able to walk back this path with confidence, joy, and purpose. You see, God had given him a new purpose now. God says, Elijah, here, here's what I want. Here's what I'm calling you to do. I want, I want you to appoint a new king, two new kings. And I want you to appoint a new prophet. God says, go. Here's what I have for you. Go back. I haven't left you alone. I haven't abandoned you. I haven't forgotten about you. I want you to go back. I want you to go and do. I have something new for you. And I, I love that, that God gives Elijah something. And I don't, know about, I don't know about you, but I need something to do. I like to, I like to, to do. I like to have a purpose and have a plan. And maybe some of you, that, that, that's just, you're sitting there at home and you're like, I don't know what to do right now. I'm, I, 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 I'm nothing. Some of you have taken me up on, on when I ask, hey, will you still continue to write thank you cards? And you're doing that and you're bringing them. And that, that gives something for you to do and it gets your mind off of where you're going. And, and for Elijah, he needed that. He needed something to distract his mind because it got stuck in the time warp of his mind. He got stuck with, with where his mind goes. And if any of you are like me, my mind can be a dangerous place. It can just start doing circles and I can start thinking about these things that are not healthy and good for me. And that's what happened to Elijah. And God knows Elijah and he knows you. God says, Elijah, here, I, I got a new, I got something new for you to do. One, I have two new kings. I want to change up my, my country. I want to change up this region. I've got two new kings that are going to replace who was there. And then I've got a new prophet. I've got a new prophet that I want you to anoint. And his name is Elisha. He goes, I, I have somebody new, that I, something new that I want to do. And I love how God met Elijah in this moment. He understands him. God didn't give up on Elijah. He didn't say, man, how'd you get into this cave? Man, you know what? All right, hey, you know, it's, it's done, so I'm going to just replace you now. and I'm going to put you on the shelf, and you're, you're older, and you know, you're not as good anymore. I'm going to put you on the shelf. No, that, that's not what God does. God says, Elijah, what are you doing? Elijah, I've got something new for you. I've got a new purpose for you. I've got something I'm calling you to do, but I want you to go back. Go back. Go back the way you came. Go back the way, that direction, that path that you walked, that you walked crying, that you walked wanting to die, that you walked ready to give up on life, that you walked that same path, that same journey through those valleys, through that desert, through those dark places, that place where, where you cried and you were weeping there in the desert. He goes, I want you to walk back that way, but I want you to walk back with confidence, with joy, and with purpose. Because I have a calling on your life. And I ask you, what is it that God is calling you to in this moment? Have you taken time long enough to say, God, what is it you have for me? Where is it you're wanting me to go? You see, so here's, here's Elijah. Here's the picture he sees. He sees it's the same valley he walked through, but now he sees it in the light. It's the same valley he walked through with darkness, but now he sees, okay, God, you want me to walk back that way because you have a new purpose for me. You have new people you want to use. You have a new guy that you wanting to appoint. God, you have a new thing. So I'm going to walk back the same path, but I'm not walking the same guy. I'm a changed man. I'm a new man. I'm somebody different. So, so as you're walking this path, as you're, maybe God's calling you to go back to something. It's the same thing, but are you going to go back to the same person or somebody different? 
You know, I, it makes me think of, of the, the disciples. So you have Elijah, his picture, he's looking at it going, okay, God, you're calling me to go back. It's, it's the same path, but it's changed. And then you have the disciples. When you look at them, you know, Jesus, he died and he rose three days later and he's already met them in Jerusalem. He's already spoken to them a few times. He's already met them at the cave and then he's, he's met them, I mean, at the tomb. And then he, he met them in the, in, in the upper room, in that, in that room where they were praying. And then he met Thomas a couple days later when he was like, I, don't, I won't believe until I can put my hands in him, until I put my fingers in his hands and in the wound in his side. That's what I believe in. Jesus shows up. He says, okay, Thomas, here I am. And then days after that, the disciples, they go to Galilee. And they're all looking at each other going, what are we going to do now? And Peter goes, guys, I'm going fishing. And the the other disciples, they go, all right, I'm going to go too. They go right back to the same way of life, but it seems not changed. They had so much good news. They could be sharing, guys, we saw Jesus. He rose again. He's changed. He's back. He defeated death. He did everything he said he's going to do. They had that whole story. They could start sharing and spreading it. But what do they do? They go back fishing. Fishing. You see, for them, the picture, they go, well... I guess I'm just going to go back. What are you going to do? Are you just looking forward to going back and everything getting back to normal? Are you going to not learn a single thing in this time and are you just going to stay the same person? Because I think many of us, that's exactly what's going to happen. But I don't think God wants that. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, God causes all things to work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. I think I messed up that verse a little bit. But you get the gist. God wants to work all things. So what is it in this time that God is trying to work in you for his good? What is it? Elijah, so he stepped back and he's able to, okay, listen to God. And God says, hey, Elijah, I'm not done. I've got new things. I've got good things. And Elijah, just to show you how much I am in this and how much I want to do, not only am I going to appoint new kings because these guys who are in leadership are terrible. I'm going to give you new ones. And then I'm going to, I want a new prophet. I want you to mentor and raise up a new guy. I want you to raise up this guy named Elisha. I want you to do that. Not only does, does he do that, but God says, and I'm going to have justice. I'm going to have justice on this time. He says, if, if Haziel, if, if, if all those he needs to get rid of, if the evil gets passed through his fingers, then you know what? Jehu's going to do it. And if the evil gets through Jehu's fingers, then Elisha will take care of it. God will always have his justice. God will always. He's got things under control. He always does. Nothing is ever out of the control of God. You've got to believe that. He's always in control. He's always going to take care of it. So as, as we look at the picture, you know, as we look at our picture of life, we, we have the angle of Elijah, and Elijah's going, going back to what God called him to, but he's going back changed with a new purpose. You have the disciples who sort of, they, they have that option of changing, but for some reason they went back to the same thing, and we don't know why. I mean, maybe there's good reason. Maybe they just, that was what cleared their head, but we don't know. To me, I'm like, why aren't you sharing this story everywhere? They didn't yet. But, I mean, they do soon. When you look at Acts chapter 2. And now let's look at Elisha. 
Verse 19. Then Elijah went and he found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. And there were 12 teams of oxen in the field. And Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. And Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak or threw his mantle across his shoulders and then walked away. And Elisha left the oxen and standing there and ran after Elijah. And he said to him, first, let me go and kiss my father and my mother goodbye. And then I will go with you. And Elijah replied, go on back. But think about what I have done to you. I love how the New American, it says, I haven't done this to you. This isn't my doing. I'll get into that in a minute. Verse 21, then Elisha returned to his oxen and slaughtered them. And he, he used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast there, to build an altar and roast is what the New American says. And he passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. And then he went with Elijah as his assistant. At, as his assistant. So Elijah, Elijah goes, he went. He's moving forward. He didn't miss a beat. God says, okay, go. Here's your new purpose. So Elijah starts going. So I ask you, if, if God has laid something on your heart already, have you started moving towards it yet? Or are you still sitting? If you, if you haven't taken time to sit and, and really think, God, what is it? I encourage you to do that. So Elijah goes, he hears the call, and he goes and he finds Elisha. He finds his replacement. That's just amazing to me. It's amazing to me that Elijah was so open-handed. So open-handed. And I hope that, that I can be that way. That I never hold on to anything too tightly, but that I am open-handed to be able to, to give what God is saying Jeremiah again. I hope that if God were to say, Jeremiah, I have something new for you to do. I need you to hand over the leadership of City View that I would be just like Elijah and I would place that cloak, that mantle, and say, hey, it's yours now. It was never mine to begin with. It's always been the Lord's. I, I hope I do that. And so when he placed that mantle, that cloak, it symbolized, okay, you're next. That's what he does. This is open-handed leadership. This is hearing from God and handing it over, and it's such an amazing thing, and I hope I could do that. And Elijah he does this, and then he just walks off. Just walks off. He's like, all right, bye, okay. And I love Elisha's passion. Elisha runs. He says, whoa, whoa, dude, what, what does this mean? What are you going to do? Well, are you sure? Is this, are, you, are you picking the right guy? I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just plowing in a field. Are you sure you want to use me? I'm not a priest. I'm, I'm nobody special. I mean, why me? And he runs after him. He is ready to follow God. He's ready for this new call. He's ready for something, a completely different kind of job. How ready are you to follow God in the calling that God has upon your life? How ready are you to go after this new thing, something totally different? You see, Elijah was going back to the same thing, but different. Elijah had a new call and a new purpose. The disciples, they went back to the same thing and it's almost like they were on a pause. And Elisha, 
gets called to something completely different. Elisha sees something totally different in this picture of God's calling upon his life. Something totally new. He's no longer plowing. Now he's being used by God in a totally, completely new way. And he's okay with it. God is calling Elisha to go. To go and do something new. Elisha runs and he says, wait, I need need to say bye to my mom and dad first. Can I go? And and Elijah goes, okay, but I was never the one calling you. God has a call on you. God has a call on your life too. It doesn't matter if you're five years old or 80. God has a call on your life and God wants to use you to impact and to change this world. God wants to use you right now. In this moment, whether it's in your family to love your brothers and sisters or whether it is to love your roommate or whether it is to be an example in your Zoom meetings, whatever it is, God is calling you to use you. And what is God putting on your heart to do? And how are you going to go about doing it? What's going to be different about you? Look Look at Elisha. So God calls him. God calls him. And Elisha goes. He sacrifices the oxen. And then he burns the plow. He says, I'm never going back to this way of life again. He says, I'm done. I'm I'm 100% all in. He is single-minded. He is going, I am going to focus on what God has called me to do. I, I, if, you, if you're not in a city group, this week we, we looked at 1 Peter chapter 4. Man, it was so good. Um, if you haven't looked at it um, this, this past week. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 1, it, it, Paul, or not Paul, Peter is, is talking about um, the sufferings Jesus went through. And he says, now arm yourself with the same mind. Has the idea of, okay, be focused. Live like Jesus. Have the same mind as Jesus. And he, and he speaks about having this mind, having a mind for action. That is what Elisha did. He had a mind for action. He set his mind to do what God had called him to do, and he was not going to have a backup plan. He was not... Now, I'm not saying go burn bridges if you're like, okay, I have a new call. I need to quit my job. Don't go in and say, you know what? Whatever. I hate you. I hate this. I hate this job. Start tossing stuff. And I'm taking this red stapler and it's mine. I'm not saying that. That that, that would be foolish. That also wouldn't be a good example. But I'm saying, if God is calling you to it, do you have a backup plan in case you think God lets you down? Because Elisha doesn't have a backup plan. He's single-minded. He burns the plow. He sacrifices. I mean, this is extreme. He sacrifices the oxen. And some of you are like, that's so wrong. Just think, when you want to stay focused on what God wants you to do, it takes extreme effort. It takes extreme things sometimes to... Be single-minded. It says in Romans chapter 8, verse 5, it says, for those, who are according, for those who are according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, they set their mind on things of the Spirit. 
to set. It has the idea of staying so focused. Colossians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3 say this, Set your mind on things above, not on things of this earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. So Elisha, when he burned that plow, he is setting his mind on what God has called him to do. Have you done that? Have you, have you set your mind on what God is calling you to do? I, have, you, have you gotten rid of the distractions, the things that are maybe keeping you from hearing and, and seeing what God has? Maybe there's, there's so many voices and so many things that you haven't even had time to really hear from God. If, if I were to have something to burn right now, it would be Facebook. Now, I appreciate you watching if you're watching on Facebook. I'm thankful for that. But man, Facebook is awful right now. It is terrible. You have people on both sides wanting to tell their truths. Man, just read this, read this truth. Read this, read this truth. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Man alive, and let me tell you, I know many of your hearts are good, but man, it's causing so much division. So much division. So much hate. So much anger. So much anxiety. So much fear is being done through a platform that so much good can happen from it. Man, if I could burn any kind of plow or any kind of thing, it'd be Facebook right now. So maybe for you, it is, it is analyzing, you know what, maybe I need to get rid of this right now. Maybe I need to think nine times before I post this thing. Whatever you post, no matter what side, no matter what your job is, no matter how wise you think you are in an area, no matter who posted what and whatever, maybe you need to just pause and say, you know what, is this really going to help? Or maybe me sharing what God spoke to me this week in my time in the Word, maybe that might help more. Maybe me sharing on how I'm struggling as, as, a, as a dad trying to encourage my wife through this time, maybe that would help more. Maybe, maybe having a conversation with my kid on the couch and just talking about, hey, how are you liking homeschooling and not seeing your friend? And maybe a conversation with you and your child on the couch being real might be more encouraging than what so-and-so said on so-and-so and what statistics said about that. Because that's causing so much fear. But maybe if somebody saw you being real, like this week my wife, and I'm so proud of her, and she's probably going to get mad at me, and she's probably going to bump me right now as we are watching this, right, right now. And honey, don't, please. If you're, if you're watching this with me right now, honey, I'm sorry, um, but I'm going to say it. But I'm so proud of my wife. This week, and she hates to post anything, unless it's just a picture of her dogs, because she likes her dogs, and then an occasional picture of her kids. Um, but she, she posted this week about wanting to pray for you. And if there's anybody who needs prayer, she wants to pray. So she made a video, and she posted it on Instagram and Facebook. And I know how out of her comfort zone that was. And I know what she pressed send. She was burning that plow going, oh, I'm going to do this. And if anybody says they need prayer, I'm going to do it. I'm burning this plow and I'm going to go forward. Man, what if, what if we did encouraging things like that, used Facebook and used Instagram to glorify Jesus instead of letting COVID-19 get so much trending? What if Jesus and hope and joy and what he's teaching us in this time became the trending. 
What if? Imagine that. So what is it that God's calling you to do? What is it maybe that, I'm sorry, I'm done with my rant now. But for real, if God is calling you to do something, he's calling you to burn something, burn it. Get rid of it. Because I really believe that when this is over, God wants to do something amazing through his church. And that's you. That's you right now. God has something amazing to do through his church, and he wants to use you. No matter what your age is, he wants to use you. So for some of us, God is calling you to do something completely new. It's a new job. It is a new hobby. It is a new way of reaching people. It's totally different, and maybe it's totally out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's, it's the simple thing of writing thank you cards or writing some kind of a card, an encouraging card. And you never thought of that as something good, of something you could do. But you're gifted in it. You actually enjoy it. And it's something you could do once a week, every day. And you just want to write cards to people and just send them. That's what so much of Paul's letters were. Cards. Postcards. To churches. And to some of them, specific people. Timothy. Titus, Philemon, those were written by Paul to a person. And what if God is saying, can you write like that? Maybe not as eloquently, but can you write to people? Because they just need to hear. And man, I've, I've talked to a few people this week that just are really struggling with being alone. And what if we just encouraged one another and, and called and made phone calls? What if God is calling you to a totally, completely new job, a, a new line of work? You lost your job in this time, and God's saying, hey, you know what? I've got something completely different for you to do, out of your comfort zone, completely new. What if God's calling you to do that? What if God is calling you to go back to the same job you had once it opens, but God says, hey, I don't want you to go back the same person. Please don't go back the same person. I want you to go back new changed with a new purpose, with the joy of the Lord in your heart. That's how God wants you to go back. What if that was, it was go back. God's not calling any of us to go back and not be changed. That would make all this time a waste of time. And we don't want to make this a waste of time. We don't want to give the devil any victory. We want to give God all the glory in this time. So you have Elijah. Elijah goes and he steps back in that cave and God gives him a new call and a new purpose in life. We look at the disciples who God gave a call and a purpose and they go back to fishing. And then you have Elisha, who God gives a new call and a new purpose and a new way of life. All these pictures, you have these pictures before you. What are you seeing? Have you taken time to really sit back and look? And whatever God is showing you, are you now going to move forward? Are you going to go? Because next week what we're going to do is we're going to look at, okay, how do I move forward and do what God is calling me to do? How do I move forward in this? What does it look like? What is God calling me to pick up and go and do? God bless you guys. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for today. We thank you, Lord that you are such a good God, that you have a plan and you have not given up on us, 
but Lord, that you have a purpose. And Lord, I ask, no, Lord, no matter what's going on, no matter what's going on in life, that we would hear from you. That we would hear what you have for us. That we would take time to pause. You know, maybe there's some of you and you're watching this for the first time and maybe God, what he's calling you to do is to turn from the way you've been living and to live for him. You haven't done that yet because you have all these distractions and all these things that have been keeping you from living a full out life for God. Maybe God's saying, will you give up now? Will you quit? Because I'm going to call I have a call in your life, and maybe that's you right now. I don't know who you are, but I know you're watching. And I know God's stirring in you. Don't give up. Don't quit. Listen to God, because He's heard you, He loves you, and has a plan for you. If you want to give your life to God now, I ask, one, that you pray with me, and after you pray, please let us know, and you'll see in the description below that you can let us know that you made a decision today. I want you to go down and and click on that description, whether you're on YouTube or Facebook or however you're watching this. Click on in the description, I made a decision to follow Jesus today. And I have a video for you just to encourage you in taking your next steps. So if you want to make that decision, pray with me right now and say, God, I give up. I have been fighting against you But Lord, I want to follow you. And God, I want to give you my life. I want that new purpose and that new call. Jesus, thank you for dying on a cross for me. Thank you for rising again from the dead. Jesus, I want to live for you now. Thank you for joining us today. For up-to-date series information, find us on social media at CityViewPHX or go to cityviewphx.com.